Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I am Nuna Isi Ma. If you are new to the podcast, this is where we explore how to transform trauma into sovereign power, soulful purpose, and sacred pleasure, so that you can have the success and fulfillment in all your life circles and be the woman you are born to be. Hello and welcome to Rise. I am so happy to have today Dr. Veronica Anderson. She is a burnout recovery specialist and intuitive. Veronica Anderson is the best-selling author of four books, including Get the Respect You Deserve, Seven Secrets to Getting Seen and Heard in Your Job and Relationships, and others. Dr. Veronica transitioned from her own private practice as an ophthalmologist to a spiritual guide and transformational coach, delivering individuals and group programs to help people overcome strange, rare, and peculiar issues. Using her skills as intuitive and her signature respect method, Dr. Veronica guides high-performing professional women how to make successful career, health, and relationship transitions by learning the process to be their true self and be appreciated for that. Thank you so much, Veronica, for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to do it. I want to start by asking you, what is a spiritual intuitive and how did you end up being one? So I'm going to give you the plain everyday word that people use as a, as a physician. I want to make it fancy, but it just means I'm a psychic. <laughs> and um, it's something that most of us have this ability. But when you're in a profession like a doctor, especially a Western trained doctor, these abilities that we have are not considered to be real or valid and we are not encouraged to use them at all and so although it's always been there i never knew it was something different until actually i started realizing that i could see things that i knew things that other people couldn't which was way into my adulthood way into my medical career um and i wanted to hide it <laughs> i didn't want anybody to know because I was scared. Um, I'm sure people understand being fearful about something that is a part of you. Um, and as you, a lot of people probably watching can understand who've had these mystical experiences. It's not something for a lot of people that's been valued. So I had to be pushed out of the closet. Um, I had injuries on my way to admitting this and everything. And one day my spiritual coach said to me, you need to be using this to help people. And another one said to me, these are your gifts. This is what you are meant to do. And if you're not doing this, you are not on your master path in life. And so I had to come out of the closet in a different way <laughs> than we think about in our culture and society today. So um, I was an eye surgeon. 
um, operating on eyes. That's what an ophthalmologist is. I was, I had my own practice that I had built up from patient zero to double digit thousands and um, very successful in that way that most people would consider, but I was miserable, miserable because I really wasn't doing what I was meant to do, but I didn't know why I was miserable back then. So I went through a deep, deep, deep clinical depression. I had post-traumatic stress disorder, which, um, you know, we understand about healing trauma. I had post-traumatic stress disorder from events that happened to me when I was in medical school and I didn't realize what it was. Um, you know, seeing and witnessing some other people's traumas and deaths in a very dramatic way and having to act in a medical way and not being allowed to process it led to post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, compassion fatigue, severe burnout to the point where there were days where I was hoping I wasn't going to wake up, that I felt like maybe it would be better to not wake up. And um, although I did not um, attempt to kill myself, I was hoping I would die. I really was. Um, I couldn't see a way out at that point. I couldn't see, and I'm sure there's so many people that you, if, when you can't see a way out. And, you know, I was a woman who had it all together. So when you're a woman who has it all together, nobody sees you as needing help. And so people don't help you. That's one side. On the other side, there's those group of people that see that you've had it all together. And as you start to fall, they're cheery. So you end up in this area where like you have been through the, I gotta figure out how to fix myself and heal myself, but with coaches, and with mentors and with a really good psychologist, um, I was able to come out of that really dark space. And I had the dark night of the soul, which has led me here to being able to help other people in a different way. And I, I am on my master path in life, my purpose, which is why I'm so happy when people like you find me because that means more people can hear the message and hear that message of hope. I love your story and I love how you shared that your dark night of the soul brought you the breakthrough that was needed to accelerate your uh, alignment to your soul path. And I love how you spoke about your psychic abilities that you were pushing aside uh, which I like to call your golden shadow. So we've got, you know, our dark shadows, which is all our um, unprocessed, unhealed wounds and, you know, maybe our uh, weaknesses and um, all that. But then there is the golden shadow, which is actually our talents and our genius. And we all have that, no exception. And, um, and sometimes we push them away because we are actually afraid from other people's rejection and opinions. And also sometimes we're afraid from success, right? The fear of being successful. So I'm so happy that you went uh, through this journey and you came on the other side to do the amazing work that you do. Um, so first of all, I acknowledge uh, you for that. And um, 
And I want you to talk about uh, the connection between your health and your spirituality. Oh, wow. <laughs> Everything, every physical illness, injury, emotional issue is a sign from the universe that you need to do something different and you need to change. You know already when things start to happen, but a lot of times we don't necessarily act. It is the reason that I talk about the dark night of the soul is because pain changes us. When we are in pain, we want to get out of pain. And so some people take the route of, I don't want to be here anymore, which there are so many more roots than that. And then there's the root of, let me figure out what this pain is and discomfort is telling me. And so every physical ailment, every injury has a message in it. And the message, now there are, one of the pioneers here is like Louise Hay who talks about it. And she says, this is this, this is that. I would say it's not always that simple as one body part always means something. And I noticed that because I have done, you know, I do intuitive readings. I do energy assessments on people and people's illnesses and injuries mean different things to them. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a one size fits all type textbook answer. And so if you're saying, oh, I have this. So when you have something, you know, I can, you a lot of times can tell me why you have a particular illness. Now, everybody else is going to tell you you're crazy. And then what happens when you talk to someone who is an intuitive or a medical intuitive even, um, they're gonna start to help you complete the story so that you can understand. Now, here's the thing about understanding your illnesses and injuries. The important piece is once you understand them, you need to move on. You're not going to get the solution by continuing to look at the problem. The solution and the problem are in the same space. But if you keep focusing on the rear view mirror, you're gonna crash when you keep going forward and get more and more and more and more and more. And so I wanna, a lot of times when I'm reading somebody, it's a, let me unlock the story for you so we could talk about what are your next steps to move forward and understand that the body can heal very rapidly, but a lot of times it doesn't necessarily happen in that rapid, miraculous way because of our own mindset and belief system, we, which is, it's all in our subconscious. Our body is controlled in our subconscious. We breathe, we blink, we swallow, you know, we itch, we have to eat, we have to go to the bathroom. All that is controlled by our subconscious. Everything is controlled by the subconscious. So those habits are there. So in order to heal, you have to change all that. And that's where once you have an assessment, you don't just say, oh yeah, I know. All right, go off and do something. That's why coaches and mentors and teachers are exceedingly helpful in getting you on a path because it's gonna take you a bit to break the habit and then they're able to maintain once you break the habit. It is hard, hard, hard to break those habits. Why? 
Because when we're breaking a habit, it feels really uncomfortable. It feels it's not right. We want to go back to the old way. So just like think about people who've been in abusive situations and how they will be attracted to abusive situations, not even knowing it. It's because the energy, the habit, everything feels really comfortable and everything else feels uncomfortable. And that's why having somebody hold your hand through whatever it is and help you say, oh, no, you're falling back into that. Let's, let's move forward. Here's what you can do. Who has a lot of tools and techniques can really help you get out of this. So part of it is also understanding your spiritual self which is, you know, one of the things that, you know, I offer the people when I do these summits is, you know, one of the tools I use is uh, the human design. And I use that because it gives people a picture of their spiritual self and a way to language it. And then once you understand who you are, the beautiful being you are and realize how unique you are, how unique everybody else is around you, then you can start working with the unique, authentic you and loving the unique, authentic you. It's really the secret to getting respect. The secret is not a secret. The secret is you got to respect yourself, but it's easy for me to sit here and say it. <laughs> and it's hard for me to do it myself and for other people to do it who aren't used to doing it. And I realize. Um, working, having the privilege to work with all kinds of people, um, and especially a lot of women who are, you know, highly professional, brilliant, and realizing they were having the same issue. We all are human, and it doesn't matter what degrees that we have behind our names, what letters we have behind our names, we still all fall prey to these same pieces that are going on in the universe. Why? We're all here to learn. We're all here to evolve. And so we all have, it doesn't matter. And people think, okay, you're smart. So why are you? And, and that's that, the thing that happens. People who are smart are embarrassed even more that they're in an abusive relationship, that they've fallen prey you know, to being um, you know, treated poorly at their job or their families treating them poorly or just, you know, why do I keep, why do I keep attracting the wrong man? Right now I'm working with, um, you know, the, the follow-up is really just focusing in for people and their relationships and using the respect method to help them remold how they go into relationships and how they show up to relationships in, for, in a romantic way. Because, you know, we all have that fear that we don't want to be alone, but you don't want to not be alone so much that you go into the fire all the time. And there's some people who, who are doing that and there's some people who are so scared because they've walked into the fire a lot that they won't even try anymore. And you can have beauty out of those ashes. Um, you just have to realize one, that you are in ashes and two, ask for help and get help. Love that, I love that because uh, asking for help is not a weakness, it's actually a strength. Being vulnerable, being authentic, being real, and understanding that we all in this together, as you said, we all have the fundamental same needs 
that for most of, our, of us, and I would even dare to say all of us, have not been completely met as young children simply because we grew up in, um, in a culture that uh, have been oppressing and suppressing, um, you know, whether women or race or, uh, you know, children. Uh, so, you know, it's, we are uh, a culture that is emerging from uh, thousands of years of patriarchy and um, our parents, our mothers and fathers bless them, even if they try to do the best they, they meant, they themselves were not conscious enough or simply couldn't, um, you know, just, just give us what we really all needed as, as young children. And I like to say that it is um, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance, unconditional belonging, and um, and safety, and so you know we all have some work around those uh, um, areas to to do, and uh, you know so we so we can move to the next level of our evolution. So, yeah, I would like you to talk a little bit about your respect method. I'm very curious. One thing I want to mention, I just want to a little bit about um, you know families. Because I want to say this because there's people out there who are listening, and my story mm -hmm. is not that one of growing up in an abusive household. It is not. I have wonderful, my mother's still alive. She's a great person and did it really fabulous. My father, same thing. Now, they still had their own stuff going on that because of the way they were navigating you still pick up these wounds. Mm -hmm. And so people believe that if you're not in a overtly nasty, abusive situation that, oh, you got it made. But they don't realize that it's even more subtle and hard to pick a pot and that it gets ignored because you think, well, I don't have any of that. So what's my problem? And you realize that um, there were little messages that you were getting, even inadvertently in your family, which have been passed on for generations, even with your parents doing the best they knew how to be uplifting. You're picking up those messages from culture and society and all those other places. So when you've been in um, you know, an abusive situation and everybody can see it and agree, okay, we, we know that we see it and it's easy to, it's easy. It's not easy to deal with, but we can say, oh, that happened. So, but when you're in a situation where that's not the case, it can be so much more subtle. And that's what, you know, I'm going in the situation, I'm feeling all these things, these things are happening to me and I'm feeling like, well, what's the matter with me? I didn't have that. I don't have that story. I don't have that soul crushing childhood story. So what else is going on? So I want people who have been in a situation where they grew up and things looked like they were fine to understand that we're all indoctrinated in a certain way and we don't even realize it's happening. And those things can cause us to do things to ourselves and be ways that are self-sabotaging and still you end up messed up, <laughs> okay. Um, so now your question was. 
So I just want to add on to what you said, because this is such an important point that I so very agree with you, um, you know, and, and I write about it in my book, Rise, um, and, and I said that I dare to say that all of us need some kind of healing, uh, is exactly that, that, you know, when, when I, I, I was a mess, because that was obvious, I've been through a lot of trauma, and I really taken the path of healing. So on my path, I've joined so many group um, therapies. And what I've noticed and what I've learned is that people that did not have anything that stood out, their parents did not divorce, nobody died, um, you know, their financial situation was okay, nothing that stands out, they were very resistant to, or resistant or ignorant or unaccepting or um, you know, um, sometimes accepting and, 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 and understanding, but often also um, it, took, it took them some, uh, some time to understand that actually they also have what I call uh, the primal wounds, which is the mother wound, the father wound, um, the sisterhood wound, uh, the inner child wound, the birth wound. So, yeah, this is just and, a... And a lot of what happens also with people who don't have those obvious situations is you have a lot of shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. When I'm going through my situation, people would tell me, oh, you just don't know how to be happy because mm -hmm. I had a life that materially looks beautiful to most people. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, well, you're just ungrateful. You don't know how to be happy. And that's not, not one exactly there were there are things that were happening of course and as you walk through the world you're not in a home stuff happens to you also right um just like when i had the post-traumatic stress disorder i didn't even realize what i where i had it from until the psychologist pointed out to me what was going on now, i was fully trained doctor and had been through all that but post-traumatic stress disorder was something that only people in wars and super traumatic situations had been in. My medical training, which had trauma in it that I witnessed, wasn't something that was really taken seriously as, and you're a doctor. You're just, all of a sudden, because you're a doctor, you're supposed to not have feelings or anything like that. You're supposed to, you, you become this superhuman where, you know, the letters go behind your name and all of a sudden, you're not susceptible to that, all that other stuff, which is very false, which is why in medicine, the suicide rate is higher than almost any other profession, um, especially for women physicians. The burnout rate is crazy, but we didn't even start talking about that until about maybe five years ago. <laughs> when I, I was burned out, nobody was talking about it. And then I started talking about it and then I had, other female physicians said, oh yeah, I, I went through that. I've been there, done that. It wasn't even something we talked about or admitted because we are also in fear that if we admitted that we were struggling, that the livelihood and everything that we worked so hard for would be swiped away from us. So no admitting that was anything at all wrong until you just, you know, you kind of fall off the ledge or a lot of people, you know, jump, shoot themselves, take something because they can't see an alternative because you aren't allowed to admit that you're human. You're not allowed to admit you are human. 
So back to my question about your respect method. I am very curious. It's, it's an acronym and what is that standing for? Yes. And so each of the letters stands for part of the process that I take my clients to, to be able to get them to respect themselves and other people to respect them. All right. So the one that I really like to focus on also is the S, which is surrender to your spirit. Um, and the reason that I focus on that is because that is when there's three parts to that. One is being able to see who you are, your spiritual design, and understand you're a unique person. This is completely separate from religion. You were born a particular way. You were given a soul at one time, and that informed you. You were when the when you're born, that informed you based on you know the way the planets are, and it's and you're inherited, you're imprinted. It's a beautiful piece to see, but also learning um, strategies like how to cultivate. Um, you know, there's a biblical concept, the fruit of the spirits. How do you cultivate the fruit of spirits towards yourself? That's taught. And also spiritual intelligence. What does spiritual intelligence look like? We know about brain intelligence. We've heard of emotional intelligence, but what is spiritual intelligence and how do we begin to come forth in the world as a spiritually intelligent being. So that's part of the method, which allows you to then, once you know yourself, then you're able to get to the end game, which is to learn how to trust and take action. And trust and take action, by the time you get to that last step, you're understanding a lot of what we're talking about, how things work, how you were, indoctrinated, how everybody else was indoctrinated in a particular way. You learned how to forgive yourself, how to forgive other people, but in a way that feels completely authentic to you. And when you have the spiritual you in order, all of a sudden, everybody around you starts acting different. It's absolutely amazing, but you really have to learn how to elevate your energy. That's one of the steps. You have to learn how to do that. Nobody teaches us this as like, this is not something that, you know, my mom was, you know, today they would call it woke. My mom was pretty woke and, you know, did a lot to help us be the best that we can be. But the type of stuff that I'm talking about is not, it just wasn't a thing at that time. Right now, it's just becoming a thing. And we're talking to it about it with, with our kids and stuff like that. But still, you know, most of the world is still very asleep and in the physical form and thinking that's all that there is. So part of this is learning that other people are asleep, they're in their form. You're here to learn something and to be it and you don't have to even, you don't have to change everybody else. You only have to deal with you, period. <laughs> and when you, the, the interesting part is whenever I wanna focus on somebody else, right? Think about it, I, I'm married. And whenever I see my husband do something that irritates me or bothers me. And I'm like, I'm doing this. How come he doesn't do this? Or I even want to introduce something to him. I'm like, I just need to worry about me. I just need to worry about me. <laughs> and that keeps me 
you know, calm and everything like that. Um, but also I got to tell you, here, here's the absolute, I think there are five words I learned from Wayne Dyer. And you got to try this. <laughs> Whenever you're having any kind of heated discussion with someone, learn to say, you're absolutely right about that. Why do you say you're absolutely right about that? Because it's your acknowledgement that their reality is their reality. And there you accept that it's their reality. So they're absolutely right about whatever is going on. I'm right too. My truth is my truth. Their truth is their truth. And so to be able to de-escalate back down and understand I, I'm dealing with other souls that are doing the best they possibly can with what they know and understand that they're absolutely right about that. Let go of my wanting to be right about everything because we all wanna be right. Let go of my wanting to be right and prove that I'm right to somebody else. My truth is my truth. I'm right about my truth, but I don't have to prove it to you or anybody else. And so you're absolutely right about that. Let me tell you how challenging it is to do it. <laughs> you know, I love what you say. I, um, I do not do arguments. I do not do arguments. You will not hear me arguing with people. And uh, my son, um, you know, a couple of times asked me, mom, but, you know, you, are you so weak? Where is your point of view? And I said, I know my point of view, and that's fine. I don't need to bring that across and convince somebody else. You know, I can share what I think, but if I see that they're very persistent or, or in their opinion, that's okay. I just agree to disagree, and I agree to have different points of view, and maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. It doesn't matter. So I totally with you on that one. It's just for me, it's it's a waste of energy. You, you got to get there though. Um, is there anything like we were we were chatting a little bit before, and I was sharing that 2020 was difficult for me, not because of Corona, COVID-19 and the pandemic. It was more difficult for me because of the climate of the political climate that had emerged in our country. And being pulled into that and asked to help, I realized was just against what I stand for. Now that doesn't mean I don't believe that people should be treated the same and all these things aren't. I just decided, you know what? This isn't my particular life purpose. It's pulling down my energy. I'm feeling resentful about this. Obviously, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. It is taking away from how I am able to help other people with the gifts and the talents that the universe gave me. And I believe that the universe gave me the gift of being wrapped in brown, but not solely so that I can teach people in America to be woke. <laughs> you know, people look and they're just like, oh, wow, she's different. What, a, what a, let me see what she has to say. So you see me, I look different. And it's like, okay, well, let me see what she has to say. 
Um, so you have to understand that something that it became last year, just one of those negative things when people were waking up. And when I would mention to people about, hey, if you're waking up, what you really need to do is start talking to people, right? But people weren't even awake enough to realize that talk to some people who aren't like you and then you're going to be that don't look like you and then you're going to realize that they really are like you because we're all human and everything's the same anyway but people weren't awake enough to be able to do that and so i'm like you know what they're not ready for it yet <laughs> but it's okay it's okay because everybody is where they are and it's like let me collect myself, put my energy into areas where I can use what the universe gave me to be able to help people. And if you look at my natal chart, my human design, my hand analysis, my name, it says I'm here to be a guide, a spiritual teacher. And when I do that, people begin to heal. And that's spiritual intelligence that you've been talking about right here, right? It, and it's, it's, yes. And here's the thing, no matter how IQ points you have, you know, it's still challenging to be able to exercise spiritual intelligence because it's not something that we've been exercising our whole life. It's not something we've ever been taught about. It's not something we've been trained about. And that's why it's just like, it's like, listen, you have to learn how to surrender to your spirit. And that's a whole new way to do it. Um, you know, and I, I, there's a process. That's the other piece. The universe works. It's not all random. There's processes for everything. And so when I ask people, well, what are you doing to develop your intuition? What are you doing for your spiritual health? And the most common answer I get from people is I'm meditating. Okay, meditation is the preparation for you to do the rest of the work. So if you're meditating, great. You know how to be calm so that now you can go through the process where you can really begin to change. And that is all part of the respect uh, process that you're offering. Absolutely, absolutely. So I like to gift to people when I do interviews and summits for them to come and get the human design made. Um, and when I do that for people, I do it all by hand. And so when you send in your stuff, you got to give me a little time to get it together. I have my assistant helps me too, but I got to check everything to make sure that, you know, everything's correct because it's not, it's not automated. You send it in, I'll send you back videos where I'll explain what it is. So while you're waiting, you'll have some idea what you're going to get. But then I myself go in and do them all, look at them, and you know I, I check them and comment on people. Hey, I see this in your chart. Um, and then if you want more information, of course you can get more information. And then um, on top of it, you know when I was in my medical environment last year, I've been teaching about resilience. What is this resilience? It's about how to have the, the staying power, the perseverance. And so I have a course on just that, a 20 module course where little bits meant to do every day to help you develop this 
stick to it, perseverance when time gets tough. You have to have some tools and these aren't the tools that we get in school. Wow, and you're giving that gift of the human design to our audience, right? So they can just uh, log in uh, with the provided link somewhere on the page and, uh, and get that. And you're gonna personally overlook each and every um, one that comes in, right? I look at them all, yes. Sure. And so, you know, right after I do these and they come out, all of a sudden the bunch come in, I'm like, oh my God, I gotta like that. I get the overwhelmed feeling and that's why I'm like, okay, calm down, you'll get through them and just enjoy it. Because I think it's, it's, it's fascinating and fun to me to do this mm -hmm. um, because it just reminds me of how unique people are. So I'll see mm -hmm. one and I'll be like, oh my God, that one looks just like me. Oh my God, that looks like, you know, I'll, I'll see ones that look like, but they're not exactly like. The planets are different, the channels are different. The, it, you know, there's things that are different even when people have the, what we call the type, there's five types and people have different types. There's still all these different nuances that guide your personality and your subconscious. So this is a way for you to start learning it and you'll have that forever. It doesn't change. It will never change. And so you'll get it. And even as you say, I have no idea what it means. You get the top level. And then when you're ready to explore more, you explore more. Wow, I love it. So go and grab yours and maybe um, exercise some patience along the way. So uh, <laughs> you get it in divine timing. And um, if people want to work with you further, where they can find you, what's the best uh, platforms or uh, what's the best way to connect with you? Very easy, drveronica.com, drveronica.com. Hmm. Thank you so much, Dr. Veronica. That was so marvelous and enlightening. And I can see your passion and your expertise and your wisdom and you saw on path, you radiating when you talk. And I had lots of energy moving through my body when you were talking. So complete alignment. And I thank you for taking out your uh, you know, time from your busy schedule and coming and being with us on the summit. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy, it's a pleasure, and I am so grateful that you decided to share me with your audience. Thank you and ciao for now.